babies. Thank you, Irene. Richard? Howdy ho, neighbor. How are you? Great. <laughs> Feeling better? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a trash can type of day. You know, sometimes it just hits you. Just hits you hard. I've been there. I do recall a time that I was on Elm Street and I went back to Alex's house. And I thought I was shitting my pants and they were dumping mustard and ketchup. It all hits you at once. It all hits you at once. I mean, I'm not at I'm shitting, I'm shitting, I'm shitting level. I just no. No. had a couple beers this afternoon and uh, was thinking I was watching the Red Sox piss it away. Was thinking baseball was writing football and screwed up the uh, the divisions. I don't know how you land. I'm shitting. I'm shitting. I'm shitting with just screwing up an email. You texted me this morning that, or this afternoon when we were talking to Bill and you said, I'm drunk. You yeah. said, I, I miss you, Bill. I love you. I'm like, whoa, fuck you. I didn't say I love you. Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. Oh, there's text right there. I have it right here. Oh, read it out loud. All right. Hold on. You can do it as slow as you need. Okay. Hold on. And then say, so- sorry. So Bill said, you know, it's a holiday. I won't be here. And we, I said, don't worry. You said, drunk, my dearest Billiam, I miss you. And your, <laughs> scent, you. your scent of pussy and ash, yeah. as always. I wish uh-huh. to be in your arms as soon as possible. I love you. Uh-huh. And then he sent back the kissy emoji face. Got it. I must have missed what I sent. Maybe I was that drunk. <laughs> Is Nikki Nike coming tonight? She said she was. Did you invite her? Yeah. Hmm. We'll give her a cold opening uh, warning and then go from there. This is the cold open warning. I know. That's what I'm texting her. Hey, you coming? And I'm spelling coming with a U. Oh, there she is. Hey. Hey, you came. <laughs> She's connecting. She can't hear her shit. Or she shitting her pants. I'm shitting, I'm shitting, I'm shitting. <laughs> Hello? It said she didn't connect audio. You know, we've only been through this a couple times. Oh, here we go. It's connecting now. Hey, can you hear us now? What? Oh, hey. hey! Hey, Nikki! Hey! You One. came! <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to the Silmine Sports Show. Fat Tuesday, weekend roundup, September 7th. Welcome to the show. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, rate, review. If you're listening on the podcast, do the same. Uh, and always remember, tell your friends. Welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show. Um, yeah, look, uh, cold open is cold and it's quick. And uh, that was the end of it. So welcome to the show, Nikki Nikki. Thank you, Richard. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and always, we'd like to welcome White Birch Brewing to the show. Uh, they are the best craft beers in New Hampshire, down in Nashua, New Hampshire. Red Dress, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get down there. Get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Get yourself uh, some merchandise. If you can't get to the brewery in their flat screen TV, get it at your local beer store. White Birch Brewing, uh, wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you. Uh, we're starting out off today, uh, hot today. Uh, we're starting with baseball, the hottest sport in the world, Ray. I'll see you guys in 20 minutes. <laughs> the Red Sox uh, seemingly have beat beaten COVID with something uh, 11, at least 11 uh, 
players that have hit the COVID IL, including Xander Bogarts, uh, Kiki Hernandez, uh, Matt Barnes, uh, some of your uh, regulars in the lineup. However, uh, until today, we're recording Tuesday, had won four in a row. It's uh, what? We're recording on a Monday. Yeah, but the show's on Tuesday. So, yeah, they won four in a row. Go ahead. Ray, get your fucking shit together, bro. <sighs> sorry about it. I'm sorry about him, Richard. I've been drinking. I, you can't. I was on a roll. I was f- flowing through. And fucking Ray is such a cunt. Uh, all right. So they have uh, four in a row. You had two against the Rays. You had Chris Sale followed up by a nice Erod performance. Uh, you go and take two from the Indians. Uh, you get a bad game on um i don't know sunday, sunday. whenever the whatever the days were and now monday's game uh they blew a 7-1 lead in ridiculous tragic fashion uh in extras they had a couple chances to come back there but uh in the grand scheme of things nicky nike they're uh they're pushing through here uh, nick pavetta was the name i was reading for the latest to go on the yep. il they called up something called cooter cooter aka crawford i'm not sure he got smoked that was the sunday game that they lost because uh, pavetta went down uh last minute they're pulling up people from the woo Sox. it's just uh, like who is this taylor fucking modder he looks yeah. like a reject from motley crew i put a in mooder the- he had another game. Yet. He had another play today. JD threw a guy up by fucking 12 feet and he just refused to catch the ball. He turned around this dumpy loaf, loaf of bread with long blonde hair. Looks like he's in an 80s rock band. Just couldn't catch the ball. Anyway, regardless, um, uh, because uh, forget all that, they're actually winning. They're uh, gaining ground on the Yankees. They could have fucking caught them today if they didn't blow it. Uh, half game back last I looked, maybe they're a full game now. Um, and, you know, they got a commanding lead on the A's. It's all happening, Raymond. It's all happening, Nikki Necky. I, I told you that they were going to make this Dickie's run. Passed. I didn't... Dickie's passed. Well, they do have a commanding <laughs> lead, but that, that dude with the blonde hair, doesn't that remind you of Winovich? <laughs> kind of? A little bit? Yeah, a little bit, <laughs> just like an extra 40 pounds of uh, oh, Ray. Muscle? Ooh, relax, relax muscle. No, but you said it all along. You just had to, you know, skate by the bad teams and, you know, take one or two against the good teams. And that's what they're doing right now. I mean, it's a good series against the Rays coming up. Is Sale pitching tomorrow? Sale should be – he pitched the uh, – pitched- I don't know, dude. All the days are running together, and it's been a holiday week. I know he pitched – I know, I know he pitch, uh, pitches against Tampa Bay this week, so that, that's going to be the good one to see see how he does once again against a good team. So this should be fun. Four and zero. Chris Sale starts. They blew his win against. He should be four and zero on the uh, on the scoreboard too. But wow. um, that was the other thing I wanted to bring up. Verdugo with the walk off Saturday. Nikki, is this the uh, shot in the arm? So yeah, I mean, uh, I was at the, the game with the pun. I was looking. Oh, you went. You, you oh, sold you went. The tickets I, thought, I thought I sold them. So just oh, yeah. to recap this uh, on Friday's show, your response to the Red Sox where they're dead. I sold my fucking tickets to the game uh, because of COVID, but you were at the Saturday game to see Verdugo walk it off. No, uh, my friend went to the game. They said it was absolutely freaking amazing. <laughs> Tie game, three three in the ninth inning, three balls, two strikes, two outs, bases loaded. Come on, you got Verdugo. Oh, you know, amazing yep. to be clutch. You know. Um, I actually didn't even know he played for the Dodgers for how long he did play for the Dodgers for. And then he came over to Boston, played a little bit there. Like, so I had no idea, but I love him as, as if he's actually a clutch hitter for us. I really feel like he's a clutch hitter. I feel like that he's going to be with us for a long time. Uh, but the Red Sox haven't to be going through the COVID shit that we're going through right now. You got seven teams, I think in the MLB 
that have not had fully vaccinated teams. Let's not go into the NFL and all that bullshit. But at the same time, there's like seven teams that are fully not vaccinated. So that's a problem right now because we, Bogart's, Bogart's being pulled out. Uh, you got Higi Hernandez not being in there. You, that's, that's tough for us. That's tough because Hernandez is a clutch hitter. He's the number one hitter. Bogart's is either sometimes um, uh, they'll throw him in at like third or fourth at bat. You know what I mean? Clean up or not clean up or fifth, whatever the case may be. But still, those are huge losses for us. Kiki Hernandez has been clutch for us, being first at bat and being a leadoff hitter for us. He's at COVID. I think he's back tomorrow, maybe. He might be. They were talking oh, about bringing him back today. But um, what's the rule yeah, for them coming back? Is it 10 days or what is it? Yeah, it's what it's is all it? varies. And like everyone keeps going out with contact tracing. I know Duran got over the weekend. He was contact traced. So he was out. It's just, yeah. I don't, under, I don't understand the rules. I don't know if they're making them up as they go for these guys. Like, I don't think they I don't, can do that though, Ray. I don't think they can make, make up rules as they go. It's either by the CDSC or the uh, MLB rules, like the NFL rules. Like all it's, the CB, it's generally the CBA that has negotiated it, but baseball, basically made it up as they went along last year with continuing negotiations. I don't think they're doing that this year. Um, actually, I know that they're, they're not for the Red Sox. That's for sure. That's what the whole talk is because they didn't get to that threshold. They're making them play through this, uh, which I, you know, good for, good for the MLB. That's what I, that I think that's how it should be. If you want to, um, you know, get past this COVID shit. Uh, but, but more to the point on the Red Sox and continuing to lose players, but continuing to win and the, uh, shot in the arm pun, not, not intended, but intended, uh, you got guys like like you just said, Nikki Bogart, so uh, Kiki, you know, some of your regular day players who um, I'll bring this all the way back to the deadline again after the deadline for sure were disappointed. Matt Barnes uh, spoke outright about um, wanting to get more help and didn't get it. Bogarts was in the same boat there. And you could see, I mean, we've been talking about it for a month, a month now. You could see the reflection of the play in the field. They head down, uh, somber, uh, playing like they didn't like didn't give a shit. And uh, and going we're just kind of tre- treading water, going through the motions at this point. Oh. You get it. You knock a couple of those guys in the lineup. You bring some woo socks in uh, that have something to play <laughs> for. And look at this. You got kids like. Uh, hold on, I put the ebonics in here. So let me make sure I get this uh, name right. Fuck, where to go? Ah, uh, uh, oh, I can't even. Aruez. Yep, nailed it. Aruez hit a home run today. A uh, big home run today that didn't uh, matter. But he had a home run over the weekend as well, playing shortstop. You know, it's kids like this that are come up in here uh, making a name for themselves. Jack Lopez was latest, last seen on the Olympic team. Uh, I just think when you inject young players into a team, it always will give you a little bit of a, a boost. You see that in September all the time in the MLB, and you see that with MLB rosters all the time. And unintentionally, I think the Red Sox have gotten a little bit of that because of the COVID. And we'll just see if it'll carry on. I mean, look, you you dial it back to the Chris Sale game against the Rays. The game before that was the third inning debacle of fucking little league errors going on, and everyone Everyone called the Red Sox dead again, like dead, dead. Like they're playing like this. Forget it. Fuck it. It's over. Chris Sale goes out, uh, you know, lifts them to a win. Jesus himself walks on water, gets them a win. Erod backs it up with a really nice six inning, no run game. And then where the fuck did Garrett Richards out of the bullpen come from? Three innings pitch, no earned, couple strikeouts, looked like he had his shit together. If you just pitch him every 25 games, I think he's pretty good. It's getting cold, though, here in New England. (laughs) That's true. I think he picked up a jacket, though, right? And then you go to the Indians, and you ride a little bit of momentum. You plug a couple young guys in, and next thing you know, you're fucking four games up in the A's, and you're chasing the Yankees for the 
first wild card spot and playing the playing the playing game in Fenway, not in Yankee Stadium, which is a big difference. So, um, you know, it, it's baseball. It can get a little bit wacky and not to toot toot, Ray, but please, by all means. I told you the Yankees were going to come back down to earth. I told you the Red Sox schedule sucked and they should be able to just tread water, play about 600 ball because they played such crappy teams and the A's consistently shit their pants every single year. This one even worse because they're uh, that pitcher Bassett who got hit in the face. They have been. Dude, he he's blew not coming a back, load. Yeah. yeah, that was tough for them. You, wait, you think Bassett blew? He was their best pitcher. No, I said the A's are blowing loads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or blanks, whatever way, whatever way you want to look at that. Uh, and the Mariners have passed them in the standings at this point. And this is the other reason that I was talking about why, you know, why the Red Sox will make a push and they'll make the playoffs, if not the playing game. Um, the rest of the American League just fucking sucks. The Red Sox would be in first place or right around first place in, in the Central and the West in the American League with 79 wins. Um, the Astros have 79-57, the White Sox 79-58. The Rays, 86 wins uh, are first in, in the conference. The Red Sox, Yankees, and Mar- are at 79, 78 wins. The Mariners have passed the A's at 75 and 62. I, it's just the rest of the fucking uh, conference blows. They suck. So um, they're going to make the playing game. They're absolutely going to make the playing game. Uh, it's going to be Chris Sale versus uh, Garrett Cole, and it's going to be must-see TV. Whether it's in Fenway or Yankee Stadium, it's going oh, to be Oh, you're not wrong, Rich. Awesome. And thank God he's back because the Red Sox fell into third place in August, meaning August, because of COVID, because we lost so many players. And they were pulling up all these people from the worst or whatever they were calling from. That's fine. But they were, they fell back into third. They fell into third place. They held what? How, how long did we have first place for? Like 15, 16 Oh, well, they, were the, they were the best team while, in, yeah. in the oh, American God, League. Oh, God, man, it was so the, long. Uh, in the beginning of August or like the second week in August when the COVID shit broke out, <laughs> forget about it. And then the Yankees, like, they, well, they were back like, what, 10 games? Yeah, the Yankees uh, picked up. up 10 games in less than a month. So not great. Yeah. Not great after the deadline uh, there. I'll just say this. When, you know, if they get to the playing game, if they do – let me project a little bit here. If they are able to make the actual, make the actual playoffs, win a playing game versus the Yankees. First of all, everyone's going to take a step back and call it a success and a successful season. Mm-hmm. That's it. That was the bar. As soon as they started playing as well as they did, I said that they should win the division. They're going to lose that. But if they get into the playoffs, that's a successful season for this team. Also, they got a shot. Honestly, they got a shot because what I just told you, the rest of the AL freaking blows. If Chris yes, Sale is. is Chris Sale, if Erod can yep. have his head continue to screw down straight, and if Uvalde can avoid one of those blips, one of those blip games that happens every once in a while where he gives up seven runs in the first inning, you got three pitchers that can go win you games in the playoffs. And if your big dogs eat and JD, Bogarts, Schwarber, and Devers, be one of the best offenses in the league. And you got the little dogs behind them kind of backing them up. Renfro, Verdugo, um, Kiki Hernandez has been great this year. So, right. uh, you know, if those, if all those guys are clicking and you're the beginning of your uh, staff is pitching well, you got as good a shot as any in, in the AL, honestly. We saw it at the beginning part of the season. 
We'll just see if they can continue this momentum. You do, but also I feel like uh, management is at that point where it's a win-win for them right now because if you make the play-in game, you could be like, well, we were going to be one of those bottom teams. No one had any, you know, uh, respect on us. You know, we're going to be 83 and 83, you know, or 83 and 82 or 83 and 80, whatever the hell it is. You can try to do that math. Matt, you can't do the math. 83 and 81, boom. Nope, nope. Anyways, but they're going to be like that. But now with the whole COVID outbreak, they're going to be like, well, we had a bunch of guys hit COVID. We were in line for it. We were, had a shot at the playing game, even the first wild card seed. Uh, now it's a win-win for them. Management has it out either way, come out the rest of the season. Oh, well, oh, no, no, no. I disagree with that. They don't have an out. If they don't make the playoffs, they're they're, they're, uh, they're How can ports. they not? They could say they had the AAA team up here playing baseball. For because the it's their it's their job as management and ownership to make sh- – I mean, honestly, it's – the, the ownership came, I forget if it was um, actually Bloom or I think it was Bloom. He said it was disheartening or I think he said a stronger word, devastating that his team, that his team wasn't fully vaccinated or at least re- met the threshold that that's going to, that falls on management that falls on ownership to get your players to buy in and do that. That's where it falls on. So they're not going to be able to use, first of all, they fucked up the deadline where, however, this finishes, oh, still, they fucked up the deadline. So that's always what it's going to fall back on. Um, and even if the COVID stuff they're winning during COVID, first of all, so <laughs> their COVID outbreak, well, that's what I'm saying, but that's their, that's their scapegoat out. No, because I'll look back and go, you won during your COVID out. You lost the three weeks after the deadline because Schwarber was injured, your big deadline pickup, and Hansel and Greta have a combined 400 ERA, and you didn't do anything to address the needs that you needed to do, and you went cheap. That's why you lost 10 – what was it, Nikki? 10 games I agree, in I agree with fucking that. month? You did what you went That's where cheap. you lost the series season if you lose – if you missed the playoffs. You Not COVID. Cheap. You're winning. You just won four in a row in the COVID. Spend some outbreak. fucking money. You want to you win, win a World Series? Spend some fucking money, man. Spend their some out, money. Their outray is the playing game. If they make the playing game, it's a successful season. For, I told you this months ago. If they make the playing game, they will call them a successful season. And um, I will say it's not. They got to get into the playoffs. They got to win that playing game. And even then, I'll say you backdoor it in because you could have had the division if you didn't fuck up the deadline in the third. Definitely weeks being, after be, it. being a Boston. Definitely being a Boston Red Sox fan my whole entire life. I'm definitely supportive of what they're going through, uh, what they have right now. But I don't feel like they're going to make the wild card right now. I don't. If they do, that's great because they're making a they're making a great run right now. Who's awesome. gonna catch them? Exactly. They're not gonna they're not gonna get caught. They're not gonna get caught. The Asians have to go to pants and the Mariners aren't going to. They're gonna go far. They'd have to go on a losing skid really bad to miss the playoffs. They'd have to get they'd have to get back on their bullshit like they did yeah. after the All Star break, and I don't see it happen right now. Hence the shot in the arm that. Uh, one second. Mm, fucks everybody. Yep. One second. Aro. Arauz, Arauz, the shot in the arm that the Arauz and the Motley Crew reject has given them <laughs> in this in this latest trend of uh, the Woo Sox. They're not going back to that after the deadline shit. They're going to play mediocre to, to, to okay ball. They play the fucking Orioles six times in the last twenty five games. And you should win all six. You should win all those games. All of them. And you get the Yankees three times. So if you get a little momentum, take two or three, six, you could be the first team. in the Look, I'm telling you right now, we're going to get a Yankees Red Sox uh, playing game. It's exactly what MLB wants to. So put your 10 for that on and get a fucking life loser. Uh, and if you don't want to get a life, if you want to just want to chill out uh, with Ray's stupid dog, 
hit up uh, back to basics llc.com with our friend and uh, CBD mentor, Dr. Tom. Make him your mentor too. Make him your educator on all healthy CBD products in the New England area and, uh, and uh, medical marijuana and getting your medical marijuana uh, card. This is the guy you need to go to. Back to basics, LLC.com. That's B-A-K, the number two, basics, LLC.com. Shut up your stupid shitty dog. Uh, Get some good night's sleep. Just generally feel better uh, all around. Let CBD do that naturally for you and get a free uh, sample with every purchase that you make on the website. And contact Dr. Tom directly. Let him be He contacts you after your purchase. Yeah, he contacts you after your purchase too via the email. So it's very good. Via actually, the did, I did look at the website actually, right? So thank you for saying that to me, by the way. Race like, race like the old bitch that. <laughs> you going, like going down it's to like the Walmart grandma. today? Just stepping on the Facebook, checking out what's going on. Make uh, sure you check out that big day. They said to send my insurance to the email. I gotta go get down there in the Walmart and see what's going on. Send it in the mail. I don't have email. I don't always. You're fucking you dumb, right? Uh, <laughs> I don't hide it. I back don't try to, to hide basics. It. This is what this is what Ray does every single time he talks. He brings it back to basics. Mm-hmm. He tries to elevate himself for the rest of the conversation. I'll uh, make it someday. Danny Ainge, I'm sorry. Uh, Brad Stevens, mm. Trader Brad, is uh, continuing to make moves in on a tear in this offseason. And this is a minor move, but honestly, it's Big the move. one I actually went, oh, fuck yeah, for, for this player, as yeah. opposed to the Al Horford trade to get rid of Kemba or uh, the Schroeder deal, bringing in Schroeder, which is probably the best movie made this season. Uh, but Chris Dunn and Carson Edwards traded for Wancho. I can't, I can never pronounce his first name. <laughs> Wancho Mice. I know his last name is Hernan Gomez, but I've <laughs> never actually, I've never said his first name. Or I the commentators. Of, no one's ever said his first name. Oh, they can't. Wancho. They literally sit there and pronounce it all together. Wachimotos. Wachimotos. Uh, it's pronounced, it's spelled J U A N C H O, which is my dumb brain is Juancho. Is, that's, that can't, can't be right. No. Uh, we have my Mentos. Here's all, <laughs> yeah, here's all I'll say about Hernan Gomez is he fucking crushed the Celtics when he was on the Knicks. He destroyed them. Offensive rebounds like you read about would hit down every single open shot. Uh, You're replacing Chris Dunn, who wasn't even on this team, and Carson Edwards, who shouldn't have been on this team, probably shouldn't be on any team, um, with a stretch four, which uh, makes Jabari Parker uh, replaceable or expendable, which opens up another roster spot, which you've already done with this trade. So you could have two roster spots open and some salary space. You've continued to make yourself flexible. Uh, Juancho over here is on an expiring <laughs> deal. So uh, a more, uh, just another move to tweak and probably improve the lineup while also increasing flexibility with the salary cap and the roster. Raymond, what do you think of your Boston Celtics now? Top four yet? So Actually, save your thought. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna beep that. I want your thought on that after uh, your initial thoughts on the Wancho <laughs> Gomez trade. I love it because, as you guys said, there's backlog with the point guard situation or the guard situation. So getting rid of Chris Dunn and Carson Edwards, it frees up. You know, they're not going to have to split times and have all these guys on the bench that you're just like, why is this guy here when you already had someone get a blow? So, yeah, that gives you another stretch four, which, you know, Brad, when he was the coach, he loved that shit. The guy that could play down low and go on the wing and shoot from outside. 
just like Al Horford can do. So it'd be a good uh, transition for that. So it's a good trade. I like it. You know, you're freeing up roster spots. You got, you got an actual rotation going now. So it's a win for Brad right there. Mickey. Oh, definitely don't disagree right there. I uh, definitely freeing up some roster spots. Definitely a lot, a lot more space there. Uh, getting people off the bench. So I definitely think it's a huge win-win for the Celtics. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see the Celtics getting very far at all this year. Just from, <laughs> I don't, I don't see nothing happening. Uh, just not right now. Uh, but Richard, it might happen, but just don't see it right now, man. Yeah, I can change your mind. I do it all the time with Bill. Watch this. Uh, so you have, here's your, here's your point guard situation. You got Marcus Smart as your starting point guard. That's uh, not, that is not a point that's guard. That's not the way to start a change. So that is uh, not a point guard. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you about something about Marcus Smart. If you roll this tape back uh, to before the bubble, what I told you was on the Boston Celtics, Marcus Smart is your best distributor on the Boston of the basketball in the Boston Celtics. What has happened between that time and now is you had a bubble uh, that you should have made it to the NBA Finals, in which Marcus Smart single handedly won you a game offensively and single handedly shot you out of a game off- offensively. And you turn into last season, in which the whole team went to shit and everybody's game went to shit. Marcus Smart when in his right headspace, can be a point guard and a pretty decent point guard. He understands okay, I'm not offense. Gonna disagree he knows with how to, because you as long as he do doesn't that. shoot, as long as he doesn't fucking shoot, I'm fine. He's well, of course. The ball, that's the set whole... up some plays. Set up the plays. Set up the play. That's, a, that's the, play. the whole point. You have a new yeah. coach. It's his, It'll be his second coach in his entire career. The only coach that uh, Mark Smart has ever known is the enabling Brad Stevens. That is gone. You have Jason Tatum, who is a budding top 10 superstar in this league who just came off an Olympic gold medal uh, that w- was with Ime. Uh, I may, I mean, whoever you pronounce, sorry, <laughs> pronunciations are not there tonight. Um, who? who is going to clearly is going to be the, uh, you know, head honcho on this team moving forward, even with Jalen Brown coming back, who, by the way, is another all-star. Uh, he should be put in his place. If he's not, he'll get dealt. I, I, I have confidence in that. So back to my roster, Marcus smart is your starting point guard. Uh, Richardson, uh, who they got from um, Dallas is a starting yes. uh, uh, shooting guard, probably somewhere around there. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. I think Al Horford is starting. That just makes sense to me. Time Lord off the bench makes more sense to me. Their Hernan Gomez guy slots in as somewhere in that trifecta of bigs. And then, you know, Ennis Cantor backing him up. Uh, off your bench, you got Dennis Schroeder, who was a one-time second-place recipient for a sixth man of the war, uh, year award just two years ago. Uh, can give you 25 points or can give you 16 assists or can give you lockdown defense. Uh, you got Aaron Peach Baskets, Nate Smith, who should give you some kind of depth behind that. Uh, and then you're pretty fucking thin behind there. You're, you're, a, four, you're a four seed. Bad. You're a four seed. You're better than the Knicks. You're better than the Hawks. You're uh, competing with Miami. You're not touching the Nets, and you're you're not close to Milwaukee. You're a four we, seed. We were better than the Knicks, and we were better than the Heat last year. And the Whatever. Heat got better, and the Knicks uh, overachieved and are going to rest on their laurels. And Kemba Walker, and it, they're the Knicks. The Knicks, they're not going to do anything. You're better than the Knicks. You're better than. Tell me, tell me what Ray. Look oh, up the 100%. Knicks roster and tell me who on the Knicks is better than anybody on the Celtics. Julius Randle is better than who. Uh, Al Horford. <laughs> is he better than Tatum? Uh, you said anyone. I is gave he better you, than Brown? Uh, I gave you, you son of a bitch. You said name one so player on the next. Is he better, better than Smart? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So Randall's is he the third best player in that? Is the third best player in that series? 
Who's the top two? Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. They're not better. The Knicks are not better. They don't have a better roster. You got the fourth uh-huh. best roster. You should be the fourth best, fourth best team in the East. And again, our problem will be the Nets once again, most likely. Well, unless it's uh, a religious thing and Kyrie's out for the foreseeable future, that'd be nice. Um, look, the Nets got beat last year by a team that probably shouldn't have beaten them. The Nets have flaws in their personalities, a.k.a. dumpster fire. James Harden is a couple of chicken wings and a set of titties oh, away God, from not making so it to a playoff series. Uh, uh, Kyrie Derek, Irving. Derek Rose or Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Uh, Kyrie Irving is one Jerusalem bombing away from missing an entire <laughs> month. Uh, and Kevin Durant is a shoe size away from missing a, a, a trip to the, to the Eastern Conference Finals. So things happen. Things happen, and everyone is underestimating the the leap that Jason Tatum is going to make this year, and that's coming from a guy that has been harder on Jason Tatum than anybody that I've heard talk about Jason Tatum. So just pay attention, pay attention. You can keep you can keep telling me they're going to be a fucking seven seed. <laughs> it's wrong, but you can keep saying it. You can keep saying it. But more to the point, we like Wancho. We like the move for Wancho. Uh, we're going to be watching Changes him pronunciation so many times. <laughs> I think, I think he's a nice little uh, depth pickup for them. I hope they drop. Boncho and taco. No, taco's not his here anymore. Taco, I know. I know. Stupid I taco. taco. That would have been nice. Remember <laughs> people were in taco suits to uh, oh, yeah. uh, the garden. Did you ever see that? Oh yeah. People were in taco suits. Yeah. If only he was another minute ball. Um, he can't run. No, or play. Uh, let me throw this at you for a, a quick little thing. So, uh, quick little reaction. Ben Simmons, we touched on it briefly in the after show last time, uh, requested a trade only to California teams. Uh, will, will, refuses to show up for um, the 76ers when a camp opens up. Uh, is getting paid, I don't know, $40 million a year mm-hmm. uh, with four years left or something like that and didn't score in the fourth quarter in the playoffs. Would you trade? Now the, the rumors are swirling in, in uh, Boston Celtics Nation. Would you trade for Ben Simmons if the deal was stupid low? Like a first rounder and whatever it took to make the salary work of guys that you don't care about. No. Would you trade for Ben Simmons? No, he's a mental mental head case. He can't. Yeah. He, as soon as the fans get on him, the sports writers here, is I think worse than uh, Philadelphia. You got the Boston media going after this guy because he plays like shit and he can't make a three-pointer, he can't shoot a shot. No, he would be fucking checked out. He would be in a, a room with white walls all over, padded walls all over. He would be going crazy because he would not be able to handle the media here. I, I agree with Ray. Like uh-huh. he, would, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to handle it. He would never, never be able to handle the media. He'd probably be smashing shit when he was walking through the locker room or walking down a bad loss. He, he'd hit something or throw something or anything like that. He's got a bad – he's just – he wouldn't be able to handle it. I don't think he'd be able to handle the media just like Ray said. We better handle it here in Boston. It's not the same thing in Philadelphia. We Definitely got one not. of those smashers. His name is Market Smart. I yeah, think exactly. I, I think. Uh, but he's yeah. grown. I'm with you. I wouldn't trade for him. Anybody that requests a trade only him. to California, only to the to the uh, soft <laughs> underbelly of California, is baby bitch, just poop soft. Just a fucking baby diarrhea soft. Yeah. <laughs> baby little, tit little shit. Puppy yeah. tit shit soft. Uh, that place. One of, this guy blows. This guy blows. Do not do not trade. Even if you can, if you could get him for a bucket of basketballs, I would not trade for this guy. Keep him off your team. He's a he's an absolute uh, 
a detriment to your no, locker room. Fucking and suffer. Let him fucking suffer in Philadelphia. Let him suffer. I think he's going to get dealt somewhere. I don't think I don't think he'll show up. I don't think he's going to work anymore. Can you send him to the right G League? Ass. Forty million dollar G League where? player. <laughs> What'd you say, Ray? Was send him to where? The G League. Just yeah. be like, here you go. Just just go down here. Fucking stay a few months. See if you can get that shot back. No, he'd be on Sports Center every night. Ben Simmons averaged ninety-eight oh, points for the last month in the uh, in the G no League. Fucking way! I don't potentially think greatest potentially greatest NBA basketball player of all time. That's all they'll cover. That he fucking blows. Oh, uh, hold on to your Kardashian click there, dude. You're gonna need it. Uh, moving yeah. on to uh, some football talk. Todd McShay has compared Mac Jones to a former first round, first overall pick, first overall quarterback. Who's going to be a top five quarterback in the next five years? There is a bet. Uh, when I read this, my first thought was, and I'm this may be the homer coming out of me, not that I would compare him to this player, but for that to be the headline, I'm like, this is okay. Who Peyton Manning, like mental thing, like IDing uh, smart guy, before. Yeah. yeah, smart guy. I'm like Peyton Manning. So I click it and I read Joe Burrows, Joe Burrows, I was. I don't know why you say it like. I was. I was. Insulted. Why are you saying it like that? For oh, Mac you. Jones, fuck you, Burrows. That's a great. That is a great <laughs> privilege to be in the same conversation as Joe Burrow. If you're Mac Jones, you take that and you you put that on your mantle. You say, "Yep, I can be a top five quarterback in the next five years." That's what Todd McShay is saying right now. Oh, so uh, so through damn it, I don't know what that word is. Through, it's through uh, connections here. You, Todd McShay is saying that Mac Jones is a top five quarterback because you're saying that Joe Burrows is a top five quarterback because you have a bet with us that he will be a top five quarterback in the next five years. Right, Joe, Joe Burrows fucking sucks, man. Like, <laughs> Write that you, down. That's the cut, right, for the uh, for the right clip? there. No, you can compare <laughs> Mac Jones to Joe Burrows, man. Nobody knows Joe Burrows. Nobody says his name. Nobody talks about Joe Burrows. Are you serious? Oh. Joe knows. No. Joe talks about Joe. Here's Here's the thing about Joe Burrows and Mac Jones. They're kind of the same guy in terms of college. They both had one great year with elite talent around them and won the championship. Mac Jones has come into the NFL uh, to the Patriots with Belichick and the Patriots. Joe Burrows went to Cincinnati and let the Bengals destroy his fucking knee. (laughs) There it's not. So, I, I mean, I read the McShay thing. I get what he was saying in terms of, you know, uh, NFL readiness and coming in and playing and kind of play styles, even being a little bit similar. Joe Burrow's a little more athletic, obviously. I just what, like you put a headline like that, that and the guy is in the in the punchline is Joe Burrow's. Fuck you, McShay. Come on. You got to give me something better than that. Give me Johnny Unitas. Give me something with a little, ugh, a little oomph. A little fucking so Burrow's, Burrow's going to take over the AFC North. Is that, is that what's going to happen? I've been saying this all along. Yeah. Oh, OK. First, yeah, did, you take Burrow, did you take Burrow's in your draft? No, I did not. No, no. no one cares either. AFC North, best quarterback of the AFC North right now. Baker Mayfield. Don't disagree. I like Second. Mayfield a lot for the North. Second, Joe Burrow. Third. Ben Roethlisberger. Fourth. Lamar like Jackson. Ben. That's what I was hoping for. Fuck Lamar. <laughs> Ex-MVP two years ago, Lamar Roger Jackson. Some running, though. Uh, also two-time COVID winner. <laughs> Two-time COVID winner. No, no, two-time COVID recipient. <laughs> oh, recipient. Okay, sorry. Recipient. <laughs> Zero-time <laughs> vaccination recipient. 
anyway, that just struck a nerve with me, uh, Mac Jones and, uh, and Joe Burrows. Uh, the NFL starts on Thursday. Uh, Tommy Brady as a buck and Super Bowl champion as a buck will be taking the field. Um, what kind of feels are you going to have on Thursday? Uh, Nikki Nike with your fucking head to toe butt red. gear. Red, uh, red. In, in all honesty, Richard, I'm super excited about fucking football being on on Thursday night. Can't wait. Bucks versus uh, Cowboys. Um, Specifically, I, I though, what are, what are you what are your feelings for about and for Brady when he takes the field and Collinsworth gives some fucking soliloquy about how amazing it is to see him on the Bucks with that puke shit brown orange jersey and, and taking the field as a Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one year removed from your New England Patriots. Your thought, your thought for Tom Brady in about Tom Brady will be. My thought is that he's going in to win his eighth ring and he's going to just keep. Yeah, I couldn't say uh, that. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Your answer fuck is this not guy. Fuck, fuck this guy. guy. Fuck, fuck him. This fuck him. Fuck his yacht. <laughs> fuck Giselle. Fuck Tampa Bay. I hope it fucking burns in hell. Fuck that team. Oh, my God. Go, <laughs> let's go, Cowboys. Fucking run goddamn Tom Brady to the motherfucking ground. I fucking hate Tom Brady, that fucking cunt. Yeah, that's the only answer that's acceptable on this show. I've asked to unmute you. Just click it, Nikki Nike. You're screaming into the camera and nobody. There you go. There you go. You're good. Change of change of opinion. No, there's no change of opinion. Okay. So no, I don't think. I honestly don't think that Brady will repeat again this year. I don't. I think it's gonna be more competitive this year. I feel you like the Bills... said he's going out there for his eighth ring. No, I didn't say he was going out there for his eighth ring. I feel like he feels going. He's going out there for his eighth uh, ring. Okay? okay. 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 Don't yell. No, I'm sorry. He's going out there for his eighth ring. Do I feel like, dude, who I feel is going to win the fucking Super Bowl is the Bills. That's why I feel is going to win the Super Bowl. I do. Ugh. I know. I know. I let your, I let your Bucks take. Before. AFC. Well, my what? My Bucks? What? I liked your Bucks take before. I don't like that. Bills. I mean, if, oh. amazing to repeat. It'd be awesome. That's great. So the Bucks they start Thursday night, like Richard asked. But uh, no, that's like uh, we can't do that either. We can't talk about Bucks repeating. <laughs> <laughs> the double mute on the Bucks repeating is that uh, hasn't been seen since Billy Bedward still oh, season yeah. one. <laughs> Uh, I do want your actual thoughts, seeing as the rest of your NFL thoughts are just making me angry. Give me your thoughts on the Patriots um, and how you look at this season going in and what you expect. Of I don't the feel like the Patriots are going to make a bet. So there's a lot, there's a lot of controversy about the Patriots on uh, about Mac Jones starting. There was Cam Newton's problem, all the COVID bullshit. Um, you know, every team's vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. All, all these teams are vaccinated. So I feel the fact that Mac Jones being our quarterback for New England, I feel like that we are probably going to go 13 and, and four, maybe 13 and four. That is how I feel. 13 and four. What? Good math. Good math. Great no, math. Way better than you. 13 and four would be awesome. It would be. Okay. 13 and four. We're going to make the playoffs. We'll, our problem is going to be the Bills. That's our problem. That's it. Josh Allen and the problem. That's it. So you think um, they're a wild card team at 13 and four and the bills are at 14 and three. It's great math. Belichick uh, can, he can beat the bills. He can. With how, a good how long, quarterback. He with a good, thank you, Raymond. With a good quarterback. You're okay. You're welcome, Nicole. Uh, mm-hmm. Ray, do you agree with that assessment? Of McDaniels, the McDaniels and, and, and Matt Jones. The bills um, and, and uh, 
Josh Allen schlong that Nikki Nike is riding to the Super Bowl this year? <clears throat> no, I feel like the schlong. Patriots whole season relies on how Mac Jones uh, elevates his game. You know, from coming from a college game, you know, he's had the best of the best. He had the best wide receivers, the best offensive line, the best running back. You know, now you're going to the New England Patriots. You don't have the best of the best. How is he going to do in New England? How is he going to do in New England when the snow comes? You know, the cold weather comes. He was an Alabama kid. You know, I, don't know, I don't know how that's going to be. So all eyes are on Mac Jones. Apparently he's a very smart individual because I don't know if that was Nikovich's idea to get everyone talking about his YouTube show, but he did say that, you know, Cam Newton was learning the playbook from the rookie Mac Jones. So that's big news for me. I mean, if this kid can, he has the mind kind of like a Peyton Manning, like you were saying earlier, Rich, when you thought that's what who Todd Mache was saying or Tom Brady, you know, you can decipher the defensive line, the field, you know, the playbook up and down. This kid, all eyes are on him and see if he can do it. I uh, respect. He's got, he's got a great defense. I think defense. you're both missing the point. It's not a, it's honestly not about Mac. It's not about Mac Jones. Defense. It's not. It's, it, and, and a lot of people have done this. They said, you know, there's been I've read three articles that have had the same point that it's okay to compare Mac Jones to Tom Brady if it's the 2001 Tom Brady because that's what they're going to do for this kid. And guess what? Mac Jones in 2021 is better than Tom Brady was in 2001. But can Mac Jones go with two minutes left in the Super Bowl and give him a field goal? I don't know. No. Nobody knows that. I mean, that's what made Brady what, who he was before he was Tom Brady, right? So the idea of Mac Jones being the, the linchpin and the key to this team, of course, he's the quarterback. Yes, he's at the top of the list of things that have to go right. But I'm telling they're not going to win games because of Mac Jones. They might lose him because of Mac Jones, but they're not going to win him specifically because of Mac Jones, at least early in the season. The, the, the playoffs, you're going to need him for sure. But they're going to win games on, on the defensive side of the ball in their offensive line and running it and setting and get putting Mac Jones in the best position possible to make the right plays. Because if you give him the right plays and they're open, he'll make them. And that's all coaching, and that's all the team around him. Exactly. So, he came from he came from Saban. Okay. He came from Saban's college, right? Saban also coached in, in the professional, right? He coached NFL as well. That's great. But he's coming from college. So you expect him to do what he's doing in the NFL. Completely different atmosphere. Completely different. Same so what you what you just said, two minutes left in the game. Okay, right? So can you run the two-minute drill? Can he do that in the NFL when being pressured the way you're being pressured by linebackers? I Are think it's ready probably for that? his best ability. You know? I think that that's it's probably his best ability. And he's and when you talk about he's... where he came from, it, he's coming from Alabama and the SEC, which yep. the SEC is uh, the NFL light. And um, Mac Jones is coming from the best program that 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 college football has maybe ever seen um, with the best coach that NFL that the college uh, football, has, football ever has ever seen. So uh, to answer your question, can he do that? Yeah, I think it's his best attribute. I think there's a lot of other question marks revolving around him, around him. But I think that the Patriots organization, Belichick, McDaniel's, are smart enough to know to not put a lot, uh, do not put too much on the kid's shoulders. They they've done it before. They've done it before. And his name was Tom. Mm -hmm. And I'm not telling you it's going to end up like Brady, but I'm telling you where it's starting from is pretty close. And they're going to put him in a lot of great positions. And they should be. They should have a roster good enough to uh, to win. And I'd put them above the Bills because I think they're going to regress. Um, oh, that was good football talk. This has been the Civil Mind Sports Show. Fat Tuesday. Uh, what did I call it? Weekend Roundup. September seventh. Seventh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we'll see you on Wednesday. Bye bye. Bye bye.
No one can see you do the deuces. It's on YouTube, guy. Oh, yeah. Good point. Oh. <laughs> the birds. Oh. I always forget that you're recording. <laughs> Thank you, Irene. That Raymond, you need to shave. It's football season. Cold weather's coming. You gotta have a nice little... And it hides this. Yeah, that's key. It's tough. That is key. I can't hide my gut, but I can hide my double chin. You can on this show. Yes, yeah, so they go like this. <laughs> so for the next show... Stop!